Now, obviously, if men are going to live in a society, there is no way in which you can have absolute freedom. There is a famous dictum of a Supreme Court justice that my freedom to move my fist is limited by the proximity of your chin. In a society in which there are many people, freedoms are bound to interfere one with the other. We are bound to have limits. And the question that we need to ask, and the question that I want to talk about tonight, is what arrangements in a society will minimize coercion while preserving the maximum opportunity for members of a society to cooperate with one another to achieve their separate objectives? The fundamental principle that I am going to try to uphold was stated by John Stuart Mill in On Liberty over a hundred years ago. The only purpose for which power can be rightfully exercised over any member of a civilized community against his will is to prevent harm to others. His own... to how's it everybody welcome back to freedom fanatics i'm your host alex today joined by my esteemed colleagues sholin and seymour guys today we are going to be tackling some a little news story which i found a little bit uh, discomforting um as well as a nice feel-good story coming out of shoshanguve guys remember to follow us at badge of liberty on facebook instagram twitter as well as tiktok where your freedom is worth fighting for okay so gents today let's kick off with our first news story um and that comes this week from the daily friend highlighting uh from the business times or business live i can't recall um that tulas and nessie vows to penalize employers for hiring foreigners now we've had an article on freedomadvocacy.net by uh, vincent savory jackson discussing uh xenophobia of late so kind of on theme here i think um, but essentially what Tulas and Lacey is proposing is that there should be stiff penalties uh, for employers who persist in hiring foreigners to perform low-skilled work when South Africans are available to do so. So I'm going to leave it there for now, and I want to come to you, Seymour. What, uh, what are your thoughts um, about this proposal from uh, our dear minister? Uh, I don't really have any apart from the fact that I'm just I just only have questions. I I, I want to know what 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 is the aim of this amendment? What are we trying to achieve? Are we trying to send the foreigners away, or are we trying to get our people employed? And if and if and if the latter is the case, why aren't we looking at why our people aren't employed and why it's the foreigners who maybe are getting these low skilled jobs? I I, I I'm just a bit confused about. What exactly are we is are we trying to do as a nation about this? So yeah, I, I actually only have questions for Mr. Nglesi, and I hope the um, the amendment bill will clarify it further. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the article, it mentions that there are six thousand comments on this piece of legislation. So I'm sure questions like that are being posed. Sholin, would you be able to answer some of Simo's questions? Does I mean, 
what are we trying to achieve by doing this? Um, you know, it, it, does it ultimately help South Africa move forward as a democracy, as a sort of a struggling economy to grow? Can we grow this economy with uh, legislation like this? Yeah, one of my problems for sure, um, Alex, is that um, as you more ask that question, I don't even think Tula Nessie understands what he's trying to do himself. <laughs> um, none of his colleagues, in my opinion. Um, but I will say that I would, my question simply would be when it comes to like a policy or, or a proposal such as this, it would be like, um, does it either hinder or does it um, restrict um, mm. the operations of mm -hmm. business? Um, does it make it easier to do business or does it make it harder? And the simple answer I would say is that it most likely does make it harder um, because what we have in South Africa is that foreigners are not, all foreigners are not necessarily illegal in the country. Um, some people come here with proper documentation. Um, well, a lot actually come here with a proper documentation with working permits who are actually contributing to our economy. Um, that's something we need to always remember as well. Mm -hmm. um, especially because many times the news are highlighting issues of, you know, these um, Nigerians came here with drugs or um, there's some type of criminal activity, but many times they forget that they are actually um, foreigners from a lot of countries, different countries, bringing productive investment, um, resources into the country, um, not only financial, but also the intellectual um, capacity they bring into the country and they also um, they labor as well and that's something we need to keep the engine of our economy running mm. and something actually Alex which is so weird to, to think about now is that he's trying to prioritize South Africans working in the country and at the same time we have a situation where a lot of the skilled workers in our country are actually leaving so not even South Africans mm. want to work in South Africa because of the difficulty of doing business so Clancy is really not um, thinking properly with regards to this. He should be thinking about how do I track and make it possible for more South Africans mm. and others to actually come into the country to, um, to do the operations. And for government, it's beneficial because the more operations, the more taxes are paid, which means the more money the government themselves get for their own um, operations where you can chill like this and think about the most terrible ideas um, Eva Alex. Yes, yes. I, yeah, I just want to add, I just want to add to what Sholin said there. Um, what he said. New coin card. No, but absolutely. I mean, but Simo, um, one of the things that, that Tulis and Nasi proposes to enforce this is penalties for businesses that don't, uh, that hire foreigners. Now, we saw last year, uh, no, earlier in the year, sorry, um, Julius Malema went to restaurants and said, like, oh, you hiring foreigners, you know, you bad. Um, but now, Tulis Nessie kind of highlights that this is low-skilled, low-paying jobs. People are paying low wages to these people, entry-skill positions. And I know you've written on something on the effects that similar legislation like the minimum wage legislation mm -hmm. has on businesses. Now, if we're going to penalize businesses... <laughs> for hiring foreigners, which is deplorable. Um, but also, you know, people, businesses think on their feet, right? They want to hire people mm -hmm. to do a job at the lowest cost to them. Um, and now the government's going to penalize them, in theory, for hiring people that aren't natively South African but are legally here. I mean, like, if you were a businessman, what, what would you do with your, with your business in this situation? Wow. Uh, <laughs> find a new country to operate in. I mean, there's just, 
there's there's just more and more impediments in the way of doing business. It's it's gonna it's going to get more and more expensive in South Africa to be a contributor to the economy, which shouldn't be the case. We have many problems of unemployment, we have many problems of adverse, abject poverty, yet the people who best put us in a place to combat this are the people who, who are being challenged in the most. So uh, as a businessman, what would I do? I, for real, though, I, I mean, finding a different place to operate in is, is a legit good idea right now because there's not much to look forward to as a businessman in South Africa. There's too much law, there's too much government intervention. And yeah, it's probably only going to go downhill from here as well. Yeah, absolutely. Sherlyn, I think just a last little comment on this before we move on to our our next story. Um, It really doesn't bode well for, it's a very like nationalistic thing to do, very like race nationalistic (laughs) move here. Does... Does this advance non-racialism, unity in South Africa? No, absolutely not, Alex. Um, I think it's actually more regressive than um, progressive. I think that there's actually no difference. My question would be, what's the difference between saying that you can not hire somebody from this nationality than it is than what the apartheid government did um, when specifically um, specific people were only supposed to be hired for specific jobs. Um, the skin color had to be a certain way. We see that it's just the same thing with DEE, where it's basically people are hired based on their race to fill some sort of quota or some type of makeup. Um, that actually only harms the country because people have grievances eventually. And that's why I really don't think how this is supposed to take us forward as a country mm. where people should be based, should be hired based on the merit and not because of the skin of the color. Mm. No, absolutely. But I, th- I think the one thing here is that when l- opportunities are limited, people people get, uh, the, the government starts to create these outrageous kind of policies and ideas. But guys, let's move along to our feel-good story for today. Um, and this appropriately comes from Good Things Guide today. Um, you know, we focus a lot recently on the township economy, uh, the informal sector, the informal business sector. But today we're discussing a story uh, coming out of Shoshanguve where a guy by the name of Tebuko Maredi uh, essentially created a program to look after, um, to encourage and educate people around looking after the welfare of pets and their animals in his community in Shoshanguve. Now, uh, essentially what he did is he started a walking club which brings together uh, children on Friday afternoons to walk their dogs. Um, and he, they all go together, they walk their dogs, they socialize, you know, the kids get together, they clean the dogs, they bathe the dogs. Um, and then at the end of the day, uh, they provide the owners with dog food um, to be able to look after, um, to be able to look after their, their pets appropriately. Now, Sholin, you are a, an avid dog owner. Um, a dog is a man's best friend, as they say. Um, what do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on on Tebuko's, um, Tebuko's program? Yeah, no, I absolutely love his initiative, man. I mean, animals are the best, pets are the best. Um, especially like I've I have a few dogs, and yeah, my the, the, my favorite part about them is that they don't speak back. Um, so my ideas tend to be um, confirmed whenever I may speak to them about it. <laughs> Um, but no, absolutely. I think that his initiative is absolutely brilliant. It's original, I think. And that's something that's, that's quite unique. And 
a, that, that type of thing should be incentivized more in our townships because I think he's identified a, a problem that, in, especially even in my township that we experience, is um, the neglect of, of dogs as well, of animals, of pets. Um, that people have and he's really brilliantly um, like married the two of like not only providing for the owners um, mm -hmm. you know like a meal when they engage in this activity mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. also actually taking care of the um, of the of the pitch as well and it creates a brilliant mm -hmm. incentive and I mean that's that's absolutely that's absolutely brilliant Alex. Mm -hmm. No absolutely I mean Simo is this a kind I mean we, we've spoken a lot and you've written about the township economy and business and the kind of things that could happen to scale this these kind of initiatives up to provide more support for small business owners i guess here um this is probably the kind of thing that could be scalable across other townships across south africa what, what are your thoughts i mean somewhere like do you think in 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 KZN, where you're from this is the kind of thing could could work as well yeah, uh, of course it would work anyway. I mean, it, it's adding nothing but goodness. You know, we're teaching people how to take care of animals. What, what I can't think of a better way to help change people's attitudes towards the treatment of animals because especially, I mean, amongst the communities and the townships I've been around, we, we, we've treated animals like dirt. So this is a this is one really good way to best combat that. And yeah, uh, only big ups to him. Big ups to Debuch. He actually should get Mr. Nglesi's job. <laughs> he, seems, he seems to be quite innovative with these ideas. No, yeah, exactly. I, I, I was just about to say, yeah, to see what you absolutely right. I don't even think um, how Nglesi um, would be able to even run an initiative like this. I'm really going to make a success stories like this, Alex, because I think it reminds us that South Africans actually have humanity at the end of the day, that like mm -hmm. our government doesn't always represent, um, with the crazy ideas, they don't actually represent what's happening on the ground um, every day. And these are really good stories that I think should should be a, should, should, should invite like a sense of pride in us, actually, mm -hmm. as a country. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And it will only serve to inspire the youth of that community, uh, exactly. for sure. If, at least one i know it's going to be more but i can guarantee on my own part that at least one child will be inspired by this and they'll do something in the future in the same of the same ilk and big ups to that man big up no absolutely i mean there's, there's no i mean we've got to, we've got to look at ways of restoring dignity right and pride in one's mm -hmm. own community and obviously that that can be a great launch pad for setting the tone across the country you know the, you know they always mm -hmm. say you know start by making your bed and i think you know, mm -hmm. I think what's really cool about Tewoko's initiative here is that it's not, there's not a profit incentive here. I mean, I wouldn't mm -hmm. be surprised, you know, SPCA came on board, but that, you know, that's what they do. They deal with rescued animals and, and the like. So, you know what I mean? I think it just shows, yeah, where, where there's, where there's an opportunity, um, where there's a need, you know, people, people step up. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if some other organizations come on board to, to help him out and maybe, uh, facilitate his program and maybe expand it. Um, you know, there's so many aspects that could be expanded: the child care aspect, the animal welfare animal uh, aspect, and yeah, it's 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 always like you know, so it's not necessarily that pets only belong, you know, in the leafy suburbs. It's not uh, that's not how these things work. But John, before we cross over to Bali, any final comments? 
Yeah, no, I was just about to add, Alex, that I think that it creates a sense of responsibility as well. Um, that tends to be lacking sometimes is that we need to take ownership of the areas we operate in first, like whether it's in our household or whether it's in our community. Like that's where it, it starts. You won't start with some major legislation that's just passed mm-hmm. and everything is suddenly rosy and we live in paradise <laughs> the next day. Um, but no, it starts in the communities that we take responsibility for. And that should be our, our point of departure, I think. And that's why I'm like, yeah, this is absolutely brilliant. Though. Mm. No, absolutely, and I, I think um, I think our, our next segment with Mbali will 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 cover this time nicely to this. But guys, remember to follow us at Badge of Liberty on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as TikTok, where Sholin uh, very often shares some very feisty little news bites called Fan News. So make sure you take a look out for that. And also, just a shout out to Mbali sells fan merchandise. Uh, so be sure to to get your favorite hoodie. I think she's waiting in the wings, ready to showcase one of her favorite hoodies. So let's keep an eye out for that. But in the meantime, guys, let's jump into burning questions with Mbali. Hey, yo. Hi, guys. Welcome to your reactions, Alex. But you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am. You know, I am wearing my favorite hoodie by Gary Kasparov. You can get one of these. Um, There's a link in the description box um, to our fan shop. There's really cool hoodies, cool t-shirts. And you know what? Yeah, we have cool stuff. We are cool people. (laughs) Guys, welcome to your reactions. And yeah, let's get right into it. Um, and today we're looking at a, a quote that I think Alex was right. It does tie in very well to what um, they were speaking about on Freedom Fanatics. And it's from Imtaz. And he says, this country doesn't belong to the government. It belongs to you and it belongs to you and me. Um, Sholen, it belongs to me and you. But uh, what about the government? The government is important, I think. Yeah, it's really weird. Like, um, for a country, you know what, um, as we're saying, that needs more responsibility and so forth, the government that is actually meant to, the current government at least, that's meant to represent us, um, mm. doesn't necessarily um, do um, mm. um, very much, with, especially with all of the operations and so forth. And I think um, since they do not necessarily um, represent um, the majority of South Africans, well, at least this is the case, um, because the most, more people... Um, to, to tend to not vote and tend to actually step back and like not necessarily engage with our elections, then actually vote for um, our current national government. That's actually uh, an interesting fact. And that's mm-hmm. why I do not think that they necessarily represent us or the, or, the, or, the, or the wants and the things we want to see this country transform into. But nonetheless, I think we still need to take responsibility and represent those values we would right. like to see in this country. Yeah, Definitely. Um, thank you for that, Sholen. Okay, let's go to the first comment. And it's, it's a bit long, but yeah, let's get into it. And it reads, most definitely. Unfortunately, most of our countrymen are easily blinded by the ANC's misleading rhetoric of other people. Is there a possibility that the people will see and acknowledge that those who promised a better life for all didn't really mean it? Um, Alex? Mm, look, it's a very good point. Um I think I think what my first reaction to that is there are 
there's a lot of finucre that goes around during election time. Um, mm. Like I'm not, I'm not saying yeah, votes are bought off and and like that's the sum of our democracy. But I think yeah. you know there's a lot of just blatant sort of uh, ingenuine kind of being paid off to vote. But that aside, um, there's also yeah, I think there's an element of the maybe of you know the social grounds come from the from the from the ANC perhaps mm-hmm. um, or from the government which they. You know, I think, yeah, the, the kind of the mixing of the ANC and the government. So maybe as an electioneering tool, um, you know, creating stoke, the ANC might stoke fear um, mm. by saying that, you know, you, you'll lose your grant if you don't vote for us. I, I'm, I'm sure that kind of thing happens. Um, mm. But, yeah, I mean, I think I think more importantly, yeah, it, it's kind of about, you know, we, like we discuss on Freedom Fanatics, you know, when the government starts making very questionable legislation, you've got to think is, who in whose interest are they doing it you know does it advance your life does it improve your family safety and security and does it give your community more opportunities Mm, definitely and the next comment is from liz and they say the ANC will never agree they have this misconception how they fought for south africa the youth are blinded by all the rhetoric spotted out by old men and women who, who should have retired we need new blood and vote ANC out. Um, Simo, do we need new blood to take South Africa further or to make South Africa better? In short, yes. Okay. Uh, but longer, I've actually <laughs> been reading the comment because, you know, rather easily I could deduce that I'm next. I've been reading the comment <laughs> and I, I still... <laughs> uh, in short, yes, we, 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 yeah. we do need new blood. Of course we do. We we have mm. 25 years now of mm. failure to suggest that we are in desperate need of new blood. And and, mm. and hopefully we get it. You know, hopefully South Africans form the type of personal relationship I've always advocated for it, in their votes. You know, I've always, like, if anyone's going to ask me for advice on anything, I usually just say form a personal relationship with that decision because you become mm. invested in the results thereof. Mm. You become invested yeah. in the process. So hopefully South Africans, as the quote says, the country does not belong to the government, it belongs to you and me. You know, an extension of that is to say the government is you and me. You know, they should be representative of our interests. So, yeah, yeah, new blood, new blood, new blood. Exactly. (laughs) I'd say that, yeah, we definitely need new blood because, I mean, like, if you watch Parliament... I mean, these old folks are busy falling asleep in Parliament. Oh. I mean, that's, people, that's exactly what they're supposed to be representing mm. us. And they are falling literally asleep at the wheel. And mm. even more than that, I think that it's not, it's not only needed that we need, you know, fresh youth or young people, but the mm. ideas that they come with is, is yeah. equally concerned. Yeah. But yeah. Mali, could could yes. I just share, could I just share a quick clip with the with the with the with the crew yes. just to sum up some of our prime ministerial? Um, yes, please, and I know exactly which one. <laughs> I don't know. How can you not know, Minister? You know what? I don't know. But that would be astounding, Minister. Yeah. So, but, but it's that sad laughter, you know, it's, it's that laughter of depression. 
it's, no. it's not the good one. You know, we're not you laughing because it's great. You're going to end up crying. That's what's going to happen. So it's best to laugh, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. But let's laugh and, on positive things moving forward. You know, let's not laugh at our failures. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like, yeah, we need we need better things to be laughing at. Yeah, it's very yeah. sad that we have to laugh at our minister like that. It's, it's quite unfortunate, actually. Yeah. Oh well, sometimes <laughs> the next comment um, comes from Patricia, and she says the government has stolen the country from you and me. Time to take it back. Uh, Mr. Alex, how do we take the country back from the government? Mm, I think I think there's there's various ways. I think standing up to things that you, A, disagree with, you know, um, mm. like we've spoken about some dodgy legislation currently going through. Um, <laughs> or, you know, there's comment periods. Find organizations that make submissions, uh, support civil society organizations that defend democracy, that make the case for your individual liberty. Um, and secondly, register to vote. Um, as yeah. Simo said, you know, take ownership of, of your of your decisions, but register to vote, speak via the ballot box. Um, really, that's I can't I can't think of a better way. That's you know, every four or five years, go and do that. The rest of the time, just be engaged, make your voice heard, support people who, you know, go through real the, not I don't want to say real channels, but official channels, you know, to mm. but that's one way of doing it. By doing that, you bring more attention to the issues and you get more support from people who probably agree with your point of view. Um, mm. You know, use that kind of freedom of speech that a democracy allows, that our democracy allows us to. Um, yeah. And speak up when you, there's things that you don't agree with. Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of people do agree with this code card. So one person says, please run for president, sir. Shame. Mm. <laughs> I, I want the bucho. I want the bucho. <laughs> And they yes. walk with a dog walker, please. Yes, he must run for president. Yes. Small Thank wins. And uh, I think the last comment um, that we'll look at, it comes from Nisha, and she says, yes, it belongs to you and me, but I think the psychopaths that are running this country just lining, <laughs> just lining their pockets. When will it end? I think that's the biggest question. <laughs> when will it end? Small I'm sorry. Power. She wrote psychopath. She <laughs> really did. And it's accurate. She's not wrong at all. Because at some yeah. point, you really think, how can you run a country like this? You, you definitely have, there has to be something wrong with you to be able to that a country will function like this. And I think the question that she then asked at the end is when will it end? When will it end? Sholen, do you think it'll end anytime soon? Sure. My hope is that come 2024. Um, mm -hmm. that it will come to an end. I mean, it will take a process because I mean, 20, 25 years, more than 25 years um, yeah. of democracy being corrupted from the inside out by our current um, ANC government. I really hope that we will see transformation. I Like renewal is exactly the word that comes to mind what we need as a, as a country for people mm -hmm. to actually have, you know, faith in our government uh, again. Um, as Simu just mentioned about like laughing at Becky Chela, I also think that's accurate. I'm like, we're supposed to have um, such a, of utmost respect for a minister, somebody mm -hmm. in high authority like this. And yet we cannot because of the foolishness of the um, oh. of the governance. Um, mm -hmm. They made fools of themselves without even trying on that mm -hmm. on a national TV platform like that. I mean, I, I I'm starting to actually see where Nisa's coming from when she uses the word psychopath. <laughs> 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 it's a very schizophrenic um, situation. 
love group where the leaders of the country are looking one way and then you see um, ordinary South Africans like Imtiaz, Suleiman and the story we just did about the Bukho, where you see South Africans actually doing the grind, you know, what yeah. actually trying to change the country with, with, with what they have. And that's why I'm like, yo, these are the kind of South Africans that we need in leadership positions um, just because we've seen the initiative that they take for improving yeah. our country. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think you, you are right, Sholen. It will end when individuals decide to vote. And yeah, yeah come 2024, let's do the right things, guys. Um, yeah, Demuco. otherwise... It ends there. Trust. (laughs) That's where it ends. (laughs) Guys, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Um, Do remember to check out our content on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. And do buy the school hoodie. And your freedom is definitely worth fighting for.